0: A defeat and a draw in London, Brentford on Saturday, maybe. My name's Callum Wilson.
1: My name's Tom Murray. And yes. this
0: is Under the Lights. <laughs> so, uh, fresh off the draw with Crystal Palace last night, Tom, um, we'll talk a little bit about the Drubbing that we got in the end, three 0 at Arsenal, and uh, and also a third London team potentially on Saturday in Brentford. What with the uh, the pandemic in full swing, uh, both in this country but also in, in the Premier League? Uh, where do you want to start, mate? Uh,
1: well, let's I've, let's briefly touch on, on Arsenal because we haven't done an episode since then. Um, it was just everything about it was a real poor poor result poor display yes i i know that we started the game brightly but it just sent, seemed to be the running theme uh, throughout the season of start the game strongly um not take our chances and then i mean credit to arsenal they had the, they had the game won by half time pretty much uh, and there was some absolutely shambolic defending in there as well
0: yeah we said didn't we last week that it just seemed like one of those games where you just, if you're not watching it, you kind of hear the score and there's been a goal and It's to Arsenal and there's been another one. It just seems to be, just, it just felt like it was going to be one of those games, um, especially after after recent defeats prior to that. And it's almost that like Arsenal didn't really need to work that hard for it. They, you know, it was one, like you said, pretty early on. If we take a lead the half-time, we think we might throw it away. But if we go in, what was it, 2-0 down half-time? Yeah, it all came from a kind of a first goal was pretty much a move that we've been hoping to see from Ralph Harsen's team, which really hasn't hasn't come to fruition too often. Uh, well, I mean, that'll be a running theme, I'm sure, in the podcast to come. But yeah, they kind of t- took it away from us with a really good flowing one-and-two-touch move, good counter-attack. And we, it, it seems that we're susceptible c- to counter attacks. We, we'll go on to sort of saw another one yesterday in the Crystal Palace game, early on, where we've got players committed, and we just we, it takes too long for us to get our shape and get ourselves organised. And that was a, that was an example of that.
1: Yeah, and, uh, to be honest, I don't the only one positive I take from the game uh, at Arsenal was uh, the the third kit, the the black kit looks beautiful. It's a really really nice one. Uh, that was its first outing. Uh, in a competitive game of the season, and I don't know what you thought about it, but I thought we looked pretty smart, even if that was the only good thing to come out of the day.
0: So the first time we've worn it. Almost seemed like we we've been wearing that for a, for a long time. Maybe it's just the fans that have uh, mm. that have been wearing. I've got that one myself. It, it it does look good, but I suppose you could you could make excuses in that we were missing first team players, you know, through the suspensions, the likes of Salisu, Romeo, Um Big Willie made his debut, but. I suppose not one to remember. Not that it was particularly his fault, but, you know, you let in no. three goals and lose 3-0. It's, um,
1: he didn't get it's the protection he needed.
0: No, no, he didn't. But um, there's definitely a David Seaman joke in there somewhere. I so said we were at Arsenal, but we'll, we'll, we'll digress. We'll go on to the Crystal Palace game because we're recording this uh, Thursday evening. So it's um, almost 24 hours since that game and uh, it couldn't have got off to a worse start, could it?
1: No, when... You know, when we went 1-0 down so early on from Zaha, it was really, I, I just, almost I, I felt almost um, like I did in the, the run-in at the end of last season. That's it. That's the game lost. We're, we've got, uh, we're full of injuries. Um, we don't really have anyone on the pitch that's been scoring regularly. And it was just such a poor opening 15 minutes or so that, I was actually saying to, I was saying to my mate when I was watching. I was just going, yeah, that's it. We've lost the game, and it's two minutes in." That's how little confidence I had go- about Saints at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd go further. I think, I think we—that was some of the worst football I've seen us play, and we've seen some pretty bad football matches yeah. <laughs> regarding Saints in 2021. For the first, up until James Ward-Prowse scored his free kick and. I was watching that thinking, Ralph's done. No one's playing for him. There's there's absolutely no plan. In terms of his personnel, he's kind of, he's half, you know, are you, I mean, I liked that he brought Smallbone in, but it's it just, I, I guess, personnel-wise, maybe we can't argue too much because, you know, going forward, we did have issues, but, you know, both centre-backs changed. Livermento was playing again, clearly not at full capacity when you're coming up against Zaha, you kind of need to be just, I don't know, it just feels, it feels like it's run its course with Arsenal and two, two minutes in we're one nil down and you're kind of rolling your eyes, sighing, wondering how, how many more of these crap performances we're going to see and how many more losses are we going to see before some actual change is made? Because apart from you know, a bit of work where we've sat back on a few occasions and defended, and got decent points against better opposition. Apart from us learning to kind of win games one 0 for a very brief spell against poor opposition, where are we? Like we seem to have fallen straight back into what we have been under Ralph for a very long time. So, yeah, uh, Zaha again, the counter attack. You know, it ended two minutes in, but Livermento was up the pitch ball got in behind our central midfielders and Lianco was found exposed. One-on-one with Zaha and he managed to um, somehow send the goalkeeper the wrong way, despite the fact that it wasn't a penalty. So, yeah, that, that goal was a, a bit of a sucker punch. And then, but even after that, they just looked so much better than us. I was watching them pass the ball around. Conor Gallagher was brilliant. They're just using the ball. Their centre-backs could, well, not Tompkins, but um, Gehi could pass. They were just really neat in possession. They looked threatening when they turned it on. And then Saints got the ball when it was passed it to centre back. Salisu at one point stood there for a good 10 seconds with the ball at his feet without even moving to inevitably give it to a centre back We went back to the goalie. Caballero would just hump it upfield. I was sat there thinking, what whatever identity we supposedly got back when we brought in Arsenal is long gone. Um even even watching Gerard's Villa the other day, just thinking, you know, they were doing like neat little triangles and just working their way out of play uh, positions and sort of spreading the play. And I was thinking, I haven't seen us play good football. You used to watch down at St Mary's or away and just got, sort of get excited by the fact that we're putting good moves together. Back and seems like it wasn't since the kind of Koeman, Pochettino, Adkins days where we were doing that. I don't see it now either. So. Yeah, we, we, they they looked so much better than us. They looked a team in in confidence. Um, we looked a team bereft of it. And then there's a foul on Broya, who I think was the only bright spark actually throughout the game. Foul on Broya, twenty five yards out, just left of centre. Uh, up steps James Wall Prowse, and the rest is uh, is history. Right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, he just did what he what he does. Put it into the into the top corner, and I think that goal. I, I mean, I I'd, my opinion on Ralph hasn't really changed after that result, but he also he almost got, got Ralph a get out of jail free card. To be honest, when you give that yeah, get the ball in that position, because up until that point, as you said, we were ghastly. We were we did not look like we were getting into the game. The best opportunity we had was on the break when Smallbone um, completely shanked it wide. Um, made the wrong choice. Should have cut. Cut in, uh, but it was good to see him back on the pitch. Really good. Um, but yeah, War Prowse, captain fantastic. He hasn't really had a free kick in that position all season. Uh, so he definitely made it count when it when one finally came along. And then a few minutes later, uh, as you said, the brightest spark on the pitch. To be honest, one of the brightest sparks of our season, Armando Breuer, gets a ball which was well won by Walker Peters off Gallagher lets the ball run across his body, turns and then just hits it, catches Butland out, who obviously, and it's a, it's a really, really good finish, and suddenly we've turned the game on its head uh, in, in, in the space of four minutes.
0: Yeah, I, I think there have been a couple of opportunities where broyer had picked the ball up there quite far from goal centrally, running towards the defence, and they backed off, and he, he obviously sort of tried to lay it out wide, and you thought, I wonder if he might have a shot if he gets the opportunity again. The irony that Gallagher kind of lost the ball in that area that um, Palace fans were laughing so much at Coleman for uh, for, for making that error in, mid, in uh, the weekend. And Gallagher yeah. scored, obviously, a worldie. Well, this time he got dispossessed as a fantastic finish. You know, both, both goals, uh, I have sat watching at home, both goals went in. Um, an audible response from myself <laughs> because both were such... Fantastic goals. I mean, Ward-Prowse has done it a million times, we know, but he's been off it this season. We haven't seen one from him this year and you rightly say, you know, we haven't had that many opportunities, whether that's a ploy from other teams or not. You know, his set pieces in terms of crosses haven't been as great and you just wondered, you know, but, but why, you know, why doubt him for one second just because it's been a while since he's had the opportunity, you know, steps up and it was, it was prime Ward-Prowse mm. position and execution. Um, and then Broya picks it up, and just you know, we had the opportunity a couple of times, sort of edging towards their box, and then kind of slowed it down and went backwards or sideways. And it, it just out of nothing drills it. It's in the bottom corner, and it caught, it caught me by surprise. So, um, not one get out of jail free card, but two. And mm. uh, spoken to some people today, and I, I I can't believe that anyone has a differing opinion. To, to me and yourself on that first thirty minutes yesterday, got people saying that we were the better team, that we that that um, that we were, you know, we will shouldn't have been one 0 down. You know, but we were holding, we were in a game with Palace. It's absolute nonsense. People- we were we were so far off it. I was sat there, and I know the early goal doesn't help because you kind of sat there going, oh, here we are again, we're one 0 down, and then maybe you kind of look at all the crap. But, like, everything was crap. Like, we weren't, our passing game was poor. Mm. We didn't really have much of a press on. We weren't winning the 50-50s. And, we, and obviously, once again, we were creating nothing, um, which has Good. been our problem all season. And it was our problem again yesterday. We didn't create anything. We no. scored two goals out of, out of nothing. And, uh, you know, you mentioned small bone. And in the second half, I, can't, I don't really remember any opportunities for us.
1: I don't remember. I was about to make that point. Yeah. Um, from the broyer goal onwards, I can't remember any clear cut opportunities where, you know, I've got my head in my hands thinking, have we not taken that? I think the one time I maybe even got slightly out of my seat was right at the very end when Romelu hit that long Ranger that went just, uh, went just over yeah. the bar. But again, if you were to take that, chance, it's from people having pot shots from a long way out. We didn't have any neat moves on the edge of the box where we've played someone in and forced jack butland to make a save from a one-on-one or anything i can't actually remember the last time we had a one-on-one at all uh and i was gonna i to think say- we should
0: i think we should have won it though i think we should have won yesterday because it were. it had opened up and if Musa mm-hmm. gineppo wasn't on ice skates honestly I, th- I think there were so many opportunities where we had a player over and it mm-hmm. was gineppo and then it came to him and he just bolstered up every single time and that's mm-hmm. how the romeo chance ended up he kind of yeah lost it but I ended up at his feet and he ended up shooting me think I was sat there kind of me, me thinking why why have we passed up such a good opportunity we've now shot from distance it has gone over and everyone will be like oh okay it wasn't much of a chance but I'm there I'm there thinking kind of it, there was a huge opportunity like three on three it with space training ground routine why are we settling for the fact that we've balls that up completely and then the shot from distance just went over so it's all right it, you know hard to sit up we're not clinical in our passing no. it's not just our finishing it's our final ball and our creating of chances mm. because often you kind of see teams doing it and thinking oh there'll be other chances but these were right at the end and i think if if Ginepo was had swapped wings with redmond he maybe had those opportunities something might have come of it
1: just two points i want to make uh... Just on, on the past game, is firstly, in terms of uh, you saying anyone having a different opinion for the first 30 minutes, saying we're the better team, Saints were lucky not to be 2 0 down because I think I remember Eduard had a chance from about six yards out where Caballero safe
0: with his foot, didn't he?
1: Yeah, <coughs> and where you know, if he gets uh, if he even gets. A, a, a slightly better connection. It's a goal. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. 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 When they also com- have
0: another chance where Caballero Yeah, they had, had loads of chances. Shin. I
1: would I was thinking this is going to be two or three before the half. First an or hour.
0: second half, that one where they had it at the near post and it, it kind of it came off Caballero's shin. I feel like
1: I feel like it was that, first half because that was James I Tompkins. I think down. I think that was Tompkins when he brought he Tompkins allowed to yeah, allow the ball. Been, yeah we allowed the ball to bounce down to him yes i know he's a centre-back but you don't let you don't allow the ball to just drop to him on the edge of the six yard box you know yeah just, we looked
0: poor uh, from set pieces at both ends mm-hmm. they said about everyone kept commentators kept chatting about how uh, palace were the the worst defense in terms of um concealing set pieces but we didn't not once did we look like scoring from one no,
1: no. Well, apart from the one where he's absolutely put in the top corner from the edge of the box well, concept. Kind of <laughs> yeah, I know what you Sorry, mean. What was your and second point? Mate? The second point I was going to make was that even though we were two one up, I the I just expected Palace to equalise. Um, I just oh, yeah. ha- I I thought we're not we're not winning this. I didn't even get my hopes up at all, thinking that we're going to get through this entire second half, um, to win the game. Not at one point, and then when are you scored? I I was just like, well, there it is, and now we're probably going to spend the rest of the game trying to make sure that we get a point although if I was going to have a little irksome uh, point about the goal and I ball. read well I, I read that if Caballero let Edward's shot go in it would have been disallowed for vi- because he's handled it but because he saved it the IU goal stands I've read I read that this morning and I was thinking that surely cannot be a rule that can't that can't be right
0: I mean I, I, I'm aware that well, I wasn't aware before because something similar happened in another game. But the rule about if it hits an opponent's arm in the build-up to a goal, regardless of whether it's accidental or not, the goal doesn't count. Mm. But then this season, I've seen instances where that isn't the case, and and I've heard that that rule's been dropped. I thought that was one of the rules that probably should was meant have stood to be- because it was it's it, it's it's um it's clear cut. It's obvious, yeah. you know. Did it or did it not hit him on the arm? Fact mm. is that ball's cleared, and the only reason it isn't cleared is because it comes off the guy's arm, and he ends up um, shooting, you know, messing up the opportunity. Are you breaks his duck? Obviously, as everyone
1: yep, does. Thirteen months those. without a goal, of course he gets. But yeah, it.
0: just in just to summarise that game, because I, I put I put something similar out at half time, and we were two one up, and it stands at full time. Really, don't it, it would papered over the cracks. It covered up the fact that we were so poor. Two individual moments of brilliance, and at the end of the day, we've had two brilliant individual moments, and we still haven't managed to win the game. We've only just drawn with Palace, and um, it's like you've you've used two of your best hands. You know, you, you've yeah. you've used up your James Ward-Prowse free kick and your long-range effort from Broya, and it's and you still haven't managed to win it. Yeah, you know, we, they they've still gone and got themselves two goals. Um, and maybe should have had more so uh, yeah any other any other day and maybe that's a two 0 yeah and i know i know goals do change games and every team score score nice goals like that and you know they, they, they all count obviously but what i'm saying is in terms of the the game plan the level of performance of the team and the manager's tactics you can't account for those two goals are not a result of that
1: those no. two
0: goals uh you know maybe you could argue all, all, uh both of them came from us winning possession high up the pitch. You know, Walker Peters won possession, Broyer, you know won it and, and, and got the free kick. But it, it's it's you're clutching at straws. And at yeah. the end of the day, we were we were pretty poor. And once again, the Saints we're crap. And then we score a goal, and all of a sudden everyone wants to wants the ball, and we look good in possession. I just can't understand how eleven professional footballers can't motivate themselves or yeah how the manager can't motivate them when things aren't really going right. We should have been like that from the off. and We should be like that every single game from the off.
1: Yeah, aside from those two moments of brilliance, I still think, if aside from that, like four minutes, maybe five minutes after a little bit up to half-time, I wasn't pleased with the the performance. I I, I take the point, um, even though we were leading, it was definitely a game that at the beginning of the, uh, going into it, I was thinking, I have no hopes for this one. Palace are on a high after... Dismantling Everton, uh, they played some really decent football this season. I know they're only a few points ahead of us, but still, Selhurst Park is a tricky place to go. I'll take a point, and even that, you know, I, I take the point, but I still think it's the level of performance is just not there anymore, and it's really disappointing. Even in the games where we were, uh, maybe maybe against Brighton or against Leicester, uh, but certainly in those one nils, we, even though we only scored the one. We were fantastic for the first half of those games. Yeah. We were really, really good. Now we're not even seeing that. We're not even seeing that. Okay, what? first, a, a good 10 minutes against Arsenal at the beginning. But what, so what? We still didn't, we, we didn't score. Um, it, we I'm got... just, starting
0: to get, just starting to get fed up with it, yeah. um, to be honest, just watching it. Same crap. Right? We're far too direct. Mm. It's a myth that we play good football because we don't anymore. No. We, 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 have, we have, no, we don't play out from the back. We haven't got the players to do it. We hoof the ball up the field and hope that it drops to, to someone on the second ball. Um, we're playing... Every time we get a throw-in on the left-hand side, for some reason, we're giving it to Salisu, who can't nothing. throw the ball long, to implore a, a long throw, which we're not set up for. Whatever happened to the days where you'd throw it... it someone makes space, you'd throw it into their feet and then they'd either pass it back or take a man on. You know, why, why, why aren't we not just getting the ball back in yeah, if you've got a long throw and you're a danger from it, then, then uh, you know, it's a weapon to use. You know, We saw Rory Delap so many years ago, but Salisu can't throw the ball, barely makes the box. Everyone's laughing at it. Commentators realized after 10 minutes they couldn't throw the ball far. It's not coming and nothing's coming from it. I saw a tweet which made a lot of sense is that we're, we're, we're giving it to Salisu and all we're doing is throwing the ball into the box and then they're counter-attacking and our centre-back is on wow, the that. left wing is it's it's mind-bogglingly stupid and it's just one of many 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 examples you know butland looked off yesterday he hasn't played football in ages I, i haven't seen the stats but how many actual efforts did we have to test him you know i remember shane long getting a header straight in his hands but how long how often did we test him james Tompkins, even his own manager could see that james Tompkins was a liability yesterday not once did it look like we went you know what Armando Breuer or Nathan Redmond or Nathan Teller, spring the press on him. Every time he gets the ball, go after him because all he would do is hoof it long and often go out of play or go at him when you've got the ball. You know, isolate him as a weakness, didn't do it. And I'm just, I'm so bored of not seeing us Mm. implement obvious basic plans against teams. So yeah, I was watching that yesterday thinking it's almost like, I don't know. You'd think at this level, we'd be doing absolutely everything. You wouldn't leave a stone unturned. But it seems that, once again, we have no plan for an opposition. We just play our own way and hope that it works.
1: Yeah, and we thought briefly that we might have changed that. We had had adapted in that that decent run of form we had. I'm just looking at the stats. Somehow, we managed 15 shots yesterday, but only four of them were on target. So, I mean, I I can't even... Think off the top of my head, the majority of them. Anyway, let, let's
0: put half the policy- them are over the bar from Romeo. I think weren't they? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that- either way, we should be. Yeah, we should be. The performances just aren't aren't there, and no. uh, tactically, <laughs> I just I feel we're we're lacking with every game. when we don't have any. You know, it's that stubbornness again. Of did you mm-hmm. see the quote? um I saw the quote today about Arsenal. Was asked about more, more dropped points is it a problem? And he said, oh, no, because to, to win games, you have to be in front and you're not always going to win all the way. You know, you're always going to keep the lead all the way to the end. Just once again, just you know, it clearly is an issue because no one is dropping as much points as we are. Yeah, 70,
1: 73 points under
0: Ralph. Yeah, not, not, it's not a problem. It's not a problem that it keeps
1: happening. No, no problem. It That's, just... um, okay, let, let, let's move on now because I think, the, the, the main thing I would take from the game that I believe is it's just another point to add to the total and yes you know, just... yeah
0: we would have taken a point in terms of result but the but, performance yeah the performance uh, is don't shocking. be alluded to the thinking that the, the point yeah,
1: exactly was
0: a good performance
1: um, this weekend we don't actually know if we're going to have a game of football uh, if I'm being completely honest it is the
0: a game of football full stop a game of f- the, yeah exactly the they
1: are dropping like flies at the moment uh, the, the matches even Manchester United's uh, uh, game has been called off already at the weekend in the Premier League. Spurs uh, and Leicester
0: went from tonight, didn't
1: it? Yeah, I'm just looking. I think quite a few in the Football League are going, although I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth and make accusations, but it's, I don't know how many people are sort of playing the system, thinking we've got few injuries, let's... Um, well,
0: Thomas Frank is is the ringleader, it appears, in, in mm-hmm. contacting every other Premier League manager and trying to get a kind of um, a c- a consensus that everyone just drops mm. the the games from this weekend and then there's no game until boxing day and that's kind of conveniently for for Brentford who I believe have a number of positive tests that would leave about 10 days between their last game and this one, well, actually about 2 weeks because they missed midweek didn't they so
1: yes they all did players i'm just having a look at the
0: floating fresh by that point and ours could be uh... I, I mean
1: it, it, injuries are well yeah, actually we no you take you take tests. into the account the injuries um there is a home game against Brentford. There is no better time to play them at the moment. That was even before the COVID outbreak, I'd say. They're saying it's a good opportunity. They're out of form. They are missing key players. Um, just to, to run off a list, uh, uh, a r the centre-back, he's still out. Ivan Tony will come back. Uh, I think that's what Thomas Frank said. Um, Sergio... Canos should be back. Jorgensen is gone. Obviously, the goalkeeper, David Rea, he's not there. Pinnock should come back. Uh, De Silva's out. And obviously, we don't know who the confirmed cases are. So they they will still be missing a few key players. And you'd still think uh, Ivan coming and Pinnock, they're coming off the back of COVID. Now, I haven't had COVID myself, but we've known even De Bruyne has taken a long time to get back up to full steam. Yeah. So I don't think that Ivan Tony is going to be. We butchering. don't know how ill these people are, exactly. yeah. do we?
0: We know that they're a they're mm. a positive case. They're a, they're a, mm. uh, a number, aren't they? Uh, really, in the grand scheme of things. So there's that. There's also the fact that on the, to flip it on its head, if they not knowing what the COVID situation is with with the squad, they've had they've had a whole week to prepare for this game. Yeah, you know, their, their Man United game was called off in midweek, um, and we believe because of Man united side of things, not Brentford's. So Saints have just played against Crystal Palace. So a quicker turnaround and you would imagine that they would have the fresher players for sure. Mm. But we just don't know how many players they actually have available. And now the fact that Leicester and Spurs have been called off, I believe because Leicester don't have enough players, mm. the fact that Man United was called off, I think it now seems that if anyone can prove that they have a decent number of positive t- positive test results for COVID then the next game is going to be cancelled and you just wonder when's this actually going to when's this going to end because
1: uh,
0: without getting into politics and crap like that this it's spreading quite quickly Mm. and all these games have got to be played somewhere Tom
1: they do they do and of course with the with next season starting even earlier to fit in the in the World Cup that window to fit it in gets even shorter especially i know we've still got the there's no international tournament during the summer but still you know you've got to fit also you've got to think well if we are going to have a fire break where are we going to start the game there i've seen a potential date of the 15th of january but then you've got to fit in the third round of fa cup fixtures as well you've got to fit in the league cup fixtures there's a lot of games um is so that you know, date
0: where we could fit in a round of fixtures you say. saying
1: so it, it, uh, um, the 15th of January is the one that's just been bounded around in the media about uh, a potential restart. That's what's been suggested. Oh, I so think. no
0: games between now and then.
1: And if you think of how many games are in between now and then, it's a huge, I think it probably is about four or five. It Festive period. Exactly. Um, I can be understand. interested to
0: see if AFCON goes ahead as well.
1: Yeah. I mean I can see I can I can understand that the logic behind that because obviously Christmas is a time where a lot of people will get together um whether they're following the guidance or not. And it's a you know, if you're gonna I, I, I don't know, it's just a it's a it's a very weird situation. However, Ralph has said in his press conference that every he actually stated I think that everyone at Saints is vaccinated and um they test every single day. And so far, there hasn't been, as far as I can remember, an actual positive case that's been reported. I think the last one was probably Danny Ings at the start of the year. Since... There was
0: talk of Redmond, wasn't there? But there was, oh, yeah. was never confirmed.
1: Mm. So, let's, for, the, for the sake of argument, let's assume that the game happens, that just so we can have a little discussion. Brentford at home, is this a must-win?
0: No, it's too early for must-wins. Really? Yeah, it's too early for must wins. Um, I know in terms of fixtures, Brentford is one that would be good to win because they're a team that's around us. And also, they're in a position in terms of their squad, like you're saying, where they're they're, and form, you know, they're in a position where we could capitalize. However, you know, we're not, where are we? 16th in the league. We've just got a point against Palace. I think it's more about performance at this stage. You know, if we if we have a good performance, then I think the rest follows. We should beat Brentford. But for me, it's um, it's it's not a must win. We're not even at Christmas yet. We're not even halfway through the season.
1: I suppose there's a good point. With our next couple of games afterwards would be Spurs and and, and West Ham, so two two tricky fixtures uh, before Newcastle on New Year's Day. I think it's. Uh, Maybe Whilst it may not be a a must-win then, it's definitely one that would be certainly nice to win and very good to win in terms of how we go into Christmas. We go into Christmas 20 points, halfway to 40 uh, before the the turn of the year. And let's be honest, it's about seeing the performance. And if the game goes ahead, Brentford have, you know, they have to put together some sort of team. It almost, I think... would the would they? There just be a huge amount of pressure on Ralph to win the game because you're playing a, a half a half filled out team essentially.
0: Yeah, and so there should be. It's about time. You know, there was a bit of pressure, and we were looking to win some games. People, there's this myth that our squad is not good enough for the Premier League, but when you line it up against half the squads in the Premier League, we're you know we're pretty average. Take away the top seven or eight. You know, there aren't there aren't too many that you can list that are actually better. I'd say I'd say we're top of the top of the bottom half, really. You know, we should be expecting to beat Brentford. Our squad's better than Brentford's. We should be expecting to beat Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle, none of which we've actually beaten. We should be expecting to beat Watford, which we did. Everton, not great this season, in terms of squad. Palace invested in the summer by the last couple of years, you know, we we've we've had a better squad than them. You know, Wolves, I think we're pretty much level par on. Apart from the apart from the the big six, West Ham, Leicester, and I'd argue Aston Villa, I think you can't, yeah, you know, we got a better squad than Brighton. I don't I don't see it. I don't see why that that's the kind of get out clause for anyone who wants to blindly follow Ralph into the yeah, the Eye of Mordor. It's a bit. It's kind of. It's. Oh, we haven't got a good enough squad. You know, line up our our squad and our, our first eleven. We should be beating the likes of Brentford. We should have. Uh, look, our our fixtures just gone. I mean, you, you say it's a must win because we've got hard fixtures coming up. If if you don't want to go. Oh, bloody hell! Worse than I thought. So we haven't won a game since Villa. So we're with six, games, one, with two, six three, games
1: without a win.
0: Six games without a win. This one makes it seven if we don't win it. And then we've got West Ham and Spurs. Um, Spurs. So, yeah, suddenly we're at we're potentially nine games without a win. And then we could be playing Newcastle at a time that is um, pretty important for both sides. So,
1: okay. Yeah. I wonder, I, yeah.
0: I, I I it would be very very we do need to get a win from somewhere and this is the uh, the best opportunity so I'd go as far as to say that but not must win not yet
1: in ter- I, I one pe- question I would just want to pose to you uh, before before we just go through predictions and I don't think there's much debate about the lineup considering there are no fresh injuries and the players haven't come back so I think it's going to be fairly similar to the one against palace but if Ralph doesn't have a win um, if if we're still on, on this winless run by the end of the Newcastle game, would you say that's time for him to go? And we then will have two weeks, including Swansea in the FA Cup, to get someone in and the January window to well I have to say who to, who to buy. But would you would you stay? Would you say Ralph out? No win by the end of Newcastle game.
0: Well, I'd say Ralph out now. I'd said i, would say, I would say Ralph enough. out. Ralph out if we won yesterday. It's it's it doesn't matter. You know we could beat. We could beat Brentford, or we could beat West Ham, or we could get an, you know four points from two games. Brilliant, but we know it's not going to last. We know we're going to drop straight back into one of these runs of form where we've gone six games without winning a single one. You know, it's not going to get it's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse um, with Ralph. And I don't know if people are holding out for maybe a takeover and then dreaming of a world where Ralph can get players that he wants to get and all of a sudden we're world beaters i've seen too many mistakes too many inconsistencies too many glaring errors and poor tactical management for me to think that he should stick around um, in all honesty we I think we need a fresh approach it looks like he's lost the players the players don't look motivated to play you know we're in a bad position and we're looking over our shoulders now at, at what um, what those just behind us in the table might do so i know you've been ralph out for a little bit now and it was you know he kind of felt like he saved his bacon with that five game period um just we thought this, we thought he learned a little bit period. we thought
1: he'd learned a little bit changed it up and brought uh, you know actually been a bit less stubborn we thought that we'd possibly gone round a corner but all of those things that we saw last season everything that went that went was bad about last season they've come have crept back in and the thing is I just had a point with danny yings he had a get out of jail free card every single yeah. game almost now doesn't he have doesn't, it now. doesn't have that bro he's so
0: hoping it's going to become that i think
1: mm, but Broya is brilliant but danny yings when he's scoring 23 goals 22 goals in a season that is yeah,
0: yeah. game changer we knew that when we lost him just hoping that with that money, which we didn't spend all of it, I know we we've got a deeper squad, and we've got more options now, but for me we're we just we're a team that has completely lost its identity, and it feels again it feels like we're at the beginning of a run like we had at the start of twenty twenty one where we went can't even remember how many games without a win it,
1: it feels like we're there again
0: yeah. no, it was more than that it was like we we won a cup game here and there but remember when we, we beat Liverpool when he cried and oh, yeah. then that was New Year's Day and then we I'm sure we didn't get another win until like April, May or, or end of March something like that it was double figures listen back to our podcast where we were bl- losing our minds about it feels like it's happening again we're already six games unbeaten uh, un- um, not wow unbeaten, six, ge- six games game unbeaten wish. run without uh, winning
1: Let's have one, two, I like, three. I feel like
0: we're going back there. So yeah, I'd, I'd, um yeah, it was um, ten games.
1: 10, ten games well, we're almost, with one yeah, point. We're there aren't we?
0: Yeah, we can't. We can't. at uh, oh, one point, or at least we've drawn a couple. We drew Progress. that game with
1: Chelsea as well. But yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yes. yeah, that, that's where I am on it. With fresh impetus, I, uh, just to get someone in who is hungry, who is, who's got a fresh pair of eyes. Fresh philosophy, a new voice, and it's just, it's almost like this, we're snowballing and you can't stop it without obvious change. And I feel like if we get someone in and they're like, right, here's what we're going to do starting from scratch. Everyone's got to impress me. Here's the plan from the get go. Stop the kind of maybe mixed messages or lack of faith and all the rest of it. Um, you know, personally, I think if someone like Lampard and Terry came in, I think everyone would listen. Yeah, imagine yeah. imagine the the respect that they would command from the young players in in this squad, especially seeing as half of them are from Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'd be looking. We mentioned before Gerard, we've been proven right. I know he's not been there for long, but look what he's doing at Aston Villa. He's every bit the manager that we thought he would be. Um, we just probably wouldn't pay the compensation for him. So Lampard's out of work. I'd look at that, but. Yeah, maybe we'll do a different bit on uh, on Ralph especially if we end up with a break from all these games because uh, we'll have to come up with something else to uh, to discuss but that's that's where I am on it yeah and I, th- and I think more and more of moving into that Ralph out kind of uh, side of side of the fence.
1: It's just becoming turgid now I think that's the word it's just uh, stale um and there's no real. There's not there's not a huge amount to be excited about, and of course, we'd have lost that game yesterday if we didn't get that free kick. I'm fairly certain um, that free kick that free kick doesn't go in. Uh, we we lose we lose that game. Uh, final question before we wrap this up. Let's assume a game goes on. Prediction score prediction at the weekend. Um, score draw two
0: all. I'm gonna
1: go one all, and. Uh, yeah that's uh that's how we feel i hope you've been inspired by listening to that episode and if not and you agree what what are your thoughts on ralph do you think are, are you in the Ralph in camp still oh, don't
0: start that goodness me <laughs> we want to hear
1: from you we want to hear from you and um as as always if you want to find the podcast actually before i wrap things up before i wrap things up, i know you, i know we got we've got to do that quickly but i um i have had probably the worst week on um Fantasy football. Yeah, I'm just
0: checking now. You're out of the. You're out of the cup, but let's be honest. Who's not having a shocker on fantasy football at the moment? Because none of us, none of us have got a hope and how when all these games keep getting called exactly. off. I can't even see who was manager of the week last week because uh, we've already started a new game week. But uh, I'm clinging on to top spot. Tricky Scummers, he's gone down a little bit, but um, Max. Slimek, come but don't tell her, (laughs) great name, (laughs) is is crept up into second place. Got 39 points already this week. Um, That happens when you get Amano Broya and uh, Ollie Watkins up front. So he's only six points behind me now. Tom, you're lingering uh, 41st at the moment. I slipped out 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 the top top 40. No. Although you've currently got a green arrow, so that must be. How? This week, yeah, uh, it must have done yeah. massive twelve points. But anyway, yes, let's um, let's call this one, and let's hope that we've got a game to talk about on Saturday. uh By the time this goes out, I wonder if things might have changed.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you want to find the podcast on Twitter, uh, as, as usual, at under underscore saints. you want to find me, it's at t two one four Murray. Yeah,
0: and I'm at Callum Wilson twenty one.
1: Stay safe. Stay wonderful.